It is a joy to be with you again. Uh, for those of you who are new over the last six years, you may wonder who is this guy. But others of you who've been around a while for about a year, it was my joy to serve as interim pastor here, leading up to the ministry of, of Will coming as pastor. And this is my first time back since leaving. Uh, six years ago. So it's great to reconnect with, with friends and to come back. And when the invitation came to fill in on this day, I was honored to do that. So thanks for having me and thanks for a wonderful year that I experienced with you during that interim time. It is Father's Day. And on Father's Day, we we talk about why we love our dads, and, and for, for dads there's the, the sense of um, recommitment to, to the wonderful work of being a good father. We remember our dads who may be living or not, but it's also a time on this Father's Day when we remember God and worship God. And there's so many images of, of God throughout the Bible as a father. And as, as a parent who teaches us and helps us to grow, who loves us. And so I want to share two, two short verses in one of the beautiful images from Scripture about God and how God teaches us. And the image is from bird parents. We find this in Deuteronomy chapter 32, verses 11 and 12. You can read along on the screen as, as I read. But picture in your mind an eagle teaching a baby eagle, an eaglet, how to fly. Like an eagle that stirs up its nest and hovers over its young, that spreads its wings to catch them and carries them aloft. The Lord alone led him. No foreign gods were with him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Author and poet Carl Sandburg once wrote these words. He said, there is an eagle within me that wants to soar. And there is a hippopotamus in me that wants to wallow in the mud. Which creature describes how you live? Or are you like Sandberg? You, you've got a feeling, a little bit of both. There's both in there. But for all of us who want to soar, who want to be like an eagle soaring high, we need flight training, don't we? That doesn't just come automatically. And God is one who tries to teach us how to fly. In fact, this flight training comes in, in these short verses that were from Moses in Deuteronomy chapter 32. Now actually, 
these words were a part of a song. Let's imagine Moses singing this song. If you look back at the beginning of chapter 32, some of you will have a, a heading that says the song of Moses. And then it says that Moses recited this song to all the people. So just imagine a song, a well-known song, and it talked about God and what God does for us. And here is Moses. By Deuteronomy 32, he's near the end of his life. He has been the leader of the people of God, taking them out of bondage in Egypt all through the wanderings in the wilderness for all those 40 years. And then they have come right up to the promised land. But Moses knows he will not be the one to lead them into the promised land. So this song of Moses, verse, uh, chapter 32, verses the whole chapter really, it's Moses' way of saying goodbye. It's his way of offering blessing and advice and encouragement. It's his final words to all of his followers so that as they enter into this land, they will always remember what God has done for them. So there is this image, this image that Moses uses, and it's of it's of an eagle teaching eaglets, baby eagles, to fly. Just two verses. It's short and it's simple, and yet it's a picture of how God offers flight training for us. So if you have ever wanted to soar, if you have ever wanted to fly like an eagle in life and in faith, let's listen to what these words say. And maybe on this Father's Day is a good time to listen because this is a, a picture of, of parenting, but parenting on the part of the eagles who were teaching and training and encouraging and challenging. And that's what God does for us as our Heavenly Father. It's good on this day to remember and to think about what flight training might be for us. So, let's talk about flying as an eagle. Put out of your mind that image of a hippopotamus wallowing in the mud for right now, and think of eagles flying. And how do they learn to fly? Well, flight training begins when the parent eagles stir up the nest. That's how the passage started, like an eagle that stirs up its nest. Now, baby eaglets have it made. For 12 to 14 weeks, they just sit there in the nest, open their mouths, and food is dropped in, <laughs> and they eat and sleep. What could be better, you know? just. No responsibility, no challenge, no danger, protected by the parents. But they can't stay in the nest forever. They continue to grow and they, they overcrowd the nest. Eagles were not made to be creatures just confined to a nest. They were made to be creatures to soar and fly. And so the time comes when they are to be encouraged to leave the nest. 
And here's this picture. This picture of the, the parent eagle who comes and stirs up the nest, who pokes around and scratches around and does some things that makes those sleeping mouth open eaglets uncomfortable and begins to convey to them the message, it's time to move on. It's time to move out of the comfort of this nest. That's where it starts. If there's not something like that, if there's not some sense of, of disruption, why change? And sure enough, this parent eagle comes and does that. And what Moses is saying, this is how God relates to us. God comes and stirs up our nests just when we might think we're very comfortable and have life all put together and everything is in place and we've got it just the way we want it. God may come and start stirring and challenging and, and prodding. It certainly happened to Moses. Moses was pretty comfortable. He was tending his father-in-law's flocks in Midian, backside of the desert. He had gotten far away from the conflict that he experienced in Egypt when he grew up. He had run away, in fact. He was a fugitive from the law, and he had gotten far away. He was safe. He was comfortable. He had it all made. And then God began to stir his nest. You remember that experience? We read about it in Exodus 3 and 4. Moses comes upon a bush. The bush is burning, but it's not being consumed. Now, in the desert, bushes burn, but they usually burn up pretty quickly. To see a bush that's burning and not being consumed, he turned aside, and then he had an encounter with the Holy One who is God and in that experience, God stirred his nest. Moses, I want you to go and set my people free. Moses, I want you to go back and leave where it's comfortable right here and go back where it's dangerous. I want you to go and lead my people out of Egypt. Mm. Moses knew about that. He knew about that stirring of the nest. Do you? Has God ever stirred you up a little bit? Just when everything's just right, comfortable, in place, you've got it like you want it, and yet there's a, a restlessness, there's a, a, a sense of, you know, this isn't exactly where God wants me to be. There's that sense of being stirred up having the nest stirred. That's when flight training begins. Frankly, without that, why would we ever leave the nest? Why would we ever move out from being comfortable? But that's what God does to us, stirring us up. And God not only does this for us individually, God does it for churches. Just when churches think, okay, you know, we got everything built, and we've got everything in place, and we've got, you know, church just the way we want it, sometimes God will come along and stir that nest. And my experience in years of being a pastor is sometimes it's those nest-stirring experiences that, that make 
make life a little difficult because sometimes there's there are discussions to have and there's some controversy going on or there's it's not easy it's comfortable just to sit in the nest and open your mouth and take it all in it's a little more difficult to have your your nest stirred by almighty god and and sometimes whether it's happening to us individually or whether it's happening to us as a church we wonder why is God doing this to us you ever wondered that you sense that stirring and prodding and poking and you you don't want it to happen and so you wonder why is God is God punishing me why is God doing this but remember God's purpose is not just to make us happy and comfortable all the time. <laughs> That's not the purpose of Almighty God. God's purpose is to grow us so that we will soar like eagles. And sometimes that nest stirring is necessary for you as an individual or you or you or for all of us as a church. So the next time that comes along, think about this image. Don't complain about what God is doing. Instead, prayerfully ask, Lord, are you stirring me? Where do you want me to go? What do you want me to do? What new ministry or assignment are you calling me to do as you stir my nest? And if we approach that individually or as a church, with, with a kind of spiritual openness instead of a stubborn complaining, it might make all the difference. That's how flight training begins. God stirs the nest. But then we read on, God hovers over us. It's the next phrase, and hovers over its young. I did a little YouTubing this week. You could, this is your afternoon homework assignment. You can easily look up, you know, online, Eagle teaching young to fly, and you'll see all kind of videos of, of this going on. But what you see is when the eaglets are then even pushed out of the nest and stirred up out of the nest, the parent eagles don't fly away. They fly around. They hover. They're right there. They're close. They're teaching them. They're flapping their wings so that the little ones will know how to do it. They are right there hovering. In fact, this word in the Hebrew, hover, it's also the word brood. It's the same Hebrew word that's found in the creation account in Genesis about in the very beginning where there was chaos and the Spirit of God hovered or brooded over the chaos and out of that came creation. So that's the picture. That's what's happening. And that's what's happening with the parent bird. It's what's happening with God. So when we get stirred up as individuals or as a church, when we move out of our comfort zone into new kinds of ministry that maybe we've never done before, when, when all of that happens, God doesn't go away. 
Instead, God is hovering close by, ready to show us and give examples and, and fly around us, never letting us go. Moses learned that. So at the burning bush, he, he made excuses. Lord, I don't want to go back to Egypt. You've got the wrong man. I can't even speak well. But God made promises. He said, Moses, what's that in your hand? Well, it was a staff that shepherds would use. Throw it down on the ground. It became a serpent. Pick it back up. It was God's way of saying, I'll be right there with you. You will not be alone. I'm not sending you down to Egypt on your own. I'm with you. And this staff will be a reminder of that, that I will always be a hovering, brooding presence right there with you, never leaving you. And later for Moses, it was the fire, the pillar of fire by day or by night and, and the cloud by day so that there was always this sense of, of God's presence right there watching over, hovering over, accompanying the Hebrews as they made their journey. Oh, that's good news. That's good news for us to hear because sometimes when we step out of the nest as a church and we try something new and sometimes when we try a kind of, of new ministry or we get disrupted, <laughs> has there been any disruption in the world and in your church since we were together last? Yes, we've been through this major disruption and, and the nest has been stirred, but out of that is this hovering presence of God always with us. And that's the good news. So God stirs up the nest, but God hovers and broods and, and teaches and watches over and accompanies us along the way. And then there's there's one more promise that God makes. This flight training, a nest is stirred, hovering happens, but then God carries us. We read that spreads its wings to catch them and carries them aloft. So the eaglet is learning to fly. And some of them, I'm sure, go out of the nest and, and they do just fine. <laughs> and they flap their wings and they fly off great. And others don't. And others struggle and they, they may seem to fall. And, and so what this parent eagle does is come in and carries them, come in and catches them and lifts them up on wings that hold them up. And that was Moses' story. As he was looking back at the end of his life, as he was reflecting, he was not only reflecting about how God stirred him up at that burning bush and how God was hovering as he was always with him. There were times that Moses was probably thinking the challenge was too great. I couldn't do it on my own. Pharaoh was too strong, the journey was too long, the people were too rebellious. I couldn't do it on my own strength. There were times that God 
carried me. You ever experienced that? Maybe you experienced it in the hospital or a funeral home. Uh, in those occasions where you're just not sure if you can put one foot in front of the other, if you can make it, and yet somehow you do because it's the experience of God carrying you. And that's how we soar. Until we can fly again, until we can be like eagles, sometimes God comes down and carries us. It certainly happened for Moses. And that's the promise that God offers to you and to me. Now this passage is an Old Testament passage, a passage from the Hebrew Scriptures. But if we go to the New Testament, if we... If we look at who was the new Moses, the new leader, obviously was Jesus. If we look at how Jesus said goodbye to his friends, just as Moses is saying goodbye to his friends, Matthew, that gospel, go to chapter 28, right at the end is what we call the Great Commission. You all have heard of that before. This great commission where Jesus is saying to his friends, go or go ye therefore, go into all the world. Get out of the nest. These friends who had, had been with him, who had been a part of this wonderful experience of walking around for several years with Jesus, but now he was going back to heaven, and that wouldn't happen, and Jesus was stirring the nest. Go into all the world. And as you go... Here's your assignment. You need to teach and baptize and all that. But here's the promise. And lo, I am with you to the ends of the earth. I will be hovering there around you. And in those times when you are going to the ends of the earth to carry out my mission, there will be those times that you just can't make it. And lo, I am with you. I will carry you and lift you and strengthen you until the end. I can't preach on this passage on Father's Day without remembering a story about my dad, who was a preacher. About 13 years ago, dad was having a difficult journey with ALS. Lou Gehrig's disease. For about a year and a half, he had, uh, had limited capacity. Lou Gehrig's is when your body just no longer works slowly. He could walk on a walker, but then one day he fell, broke his ankle, and never walked again for the remaining four years of his life. I was with him in the hospital following that time, before he went to a rehab hospital, and it was a Saturday. I was about to leave, and he asked, well, what are you preaching tomorrow? <laughs> this is what preachers talk about on Saturdays, you know. What are you preaching tomorrow? And, and lo and behold, it was actually on this passage. And right there from his hospital bed, he said, well, let me give you an illustration. I am always open for illustrations on Saturdays, you know. 
I had been in the room earlier when a therapist had come in. And the therapist had said, we're going to learn how to transfer from the bed across a board to the wheelchair. You've never done this. And I was a part of learning. He was a part of learning. He said, do you remember what she did? The first thing she did, she came up and you had gotten me all comfortable in the bed. You had my pillows just right and everything was comfortable. And she came and stirred it all up. And then she sat me up and she got up in the bed and got behind me and put her arms around me. She hovered over me. And then she showed me how to do what's called a board transfer, how to get out on the board and move. And she was teaching you how to do that also, he said. And he, he said, you remember I said to her, but, but I'm afraid. What if I get out on the board and fall? And he said, do you remember what she said? I didn't. He, he said... She said this, well, honey, if you fall, you'll just fall right into me. And that's how God teaches us to fly. God comes along and stirs us up. God hovers over us, never to let us go. And then if we fall... We fall right back into the arms, the everlasting arms of loving God. That is how God teaches us to soar like eagles. Let's pray together about that. Loving God, on this day when we remember fathers, it's important for us to have this picture of birds teaching little birds how to fly. Remind us that you are always wanting to teach us and to help us. Remind us that you are showing us how we can soar and live for you. So on this day when we give thanks for our dads, <laughs> We give thanks for you and pray that you will stir our nests, that we will sense your brooding, hovering spirit all around us, and that even if we fall, we will do so resting in the mercy of your everlasting arms. Teach us, O oh God, to soar, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.